Hello and welcome to EDUCAST, steam powered by the School District of Altoona. EDUCAST is by educators for everyone and will focus on important educational topics. My name is Heidi Eliopoulos. I'm the superintendent for the School District of Altoona in Altoona, Wisconsin, and I'm the host of EDUCAST. I'm joined by two extraordinarily talented educators who are currently serving as instructional coaches. Jen Nelson and Michelle Parks both support teaching and learning here in Altoona and will be talking to us today about how parents can support learning at home. Welcome to you both and thank you for being here. Thank, thank you. you. An instructional coach is a newer role in school. So let's begin by talking about what this role is in education. How would you describe what an, an instructional coach is to someone who maybe doesn't have a background in education? And what has been each of your professional backgrounds that led you to this point of being an instructional coach? Well, um, an instructional coach partners with teachers to support the teaching and learning of students, um, uh, just to make sure that students are successful in school. So one analogy that might kind of help people to understand the role of an instructional coach is, think of uh, the role of a coach for sports. So a coach um, that might be coaching football or volleyball, any sport, provides support and resources for those athletes to be successful. So that's kind of like what our role is as coaches in education. We provide support and resources for teachers and students to be successful. Great analogy. So as far as just um, my journey to, to this position as an instructional coach, I graduated from UW-Eau Claire in 2005 with a degree in special education and worked as a special education teacher in a couple of local high schools when my kids, kids were little. And then in 2011, I came to Altoona as a special education teacher, and I've been in Altoona ever since. Last year, I transitioned into the role of instructional coach, and I'm currently doing that role and also pursuing my my license as a reading teacher. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, and I'm Michelle Parks, and I actually, uh, my journey is a little different. I taught for 14 years in the Eau Claire School District as a middle school math teacher. From there, I went to CESA 10, local cooperative, and I worked with 29 school districts where I supported anything math and science in terms of curriculum, instruction, etc. Um, and then in the last four years, I've been working in this capacity as an instructional coach with this being my second year here in, in Altoona. Excellent. That's excellent. Okay, Jen, so while you support instructional growth and curriculum improvement across the board, you also have more of that additional training and background in reading, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So why is reading a critical skill for students in their learning? Well, reading really is a necessary skill across all subject areas, across all contents. Um, students need to be able to read and just comprehend um, more more complex text. Uh, so in order to um, you know do that, they need to be able to practice their reading skills and uh, and just grow. As, I'm sorry, I'm kind of. So they need to think, be able to think critically across all subject areas and be able to just really comprehend what they're reading. Um, you know, reading really is important beyond the walls of the school, though. So in the community, students need to be able to read signs, uh, read menus. Um, be able to uh, read applications when they're applying for a job. Uh, students also need to be able to uh, 
read technically. So if they're they're going to be um, you know putting together anything, they need to be able to read instructions. Right. So reading is really important within the walls of the school, but also just outside of the walls of the school too. Absolutely. And similarly, Michelle, you've had a wealth of experience both teaching math and supporting math teachers, not just in a school setting, but regionally. So why are math skills critical for students in their learning? You know, it's interesting. Jen and I talked a little bit about this question ahead of time, and it was a couple things came out that were very similar. Mm -hmm. Um, Math is also a huge foundation of critical thinking and that idea of problem solving and reasoning and sense making. Um, There's aspects within the standards called the math math practice standards that actually are the core of what we want students to even be out in the workforce. This idea of perseverance and sense-making and even the idea of mathematical communication Mm -hmm. is so important. Everywhere you go, there's graphs, there's data, there's all kinds of things that we're being bombarded with every day. And to be a critical consumer of that mathematical information that you're getting is huge beyond the walls of the school as well. So lots of transferable skills and super important for any types of careers that kids want to go into. Yeah, right on. Transferable skills. That's a great way to sum it up both for reading and Mm -hmm. math that those are skills that are used to engage with information and people both within the school and outside of the school. Excellent. So once upon a time, we looked at high school graduation as the finish line. We supported students meeting the graduation requirements. We called their name. They walked across the stage. We shook their hand and we wished them well. Now we see graduation as the starting line and we focus on helping students discover and prepare for what they plan to come next after graduation. A lot of times we talk about career planning in this vein. But how are strong foundational academic skills also critical to ensuring students will be able to follow those post-secondary dreams? So uh, when we talk about strong foundational academic skills, we're really talking about those problem-solving skills, critical thinking skills, the student's ability to interpret complex text, also just being a good communicator and collaborator with their peers. So all of these skills are important for all students because it helps them to make progress towards what they have to know and be able to do, which is really those standards. And ultimately, it just helps to keep their post-secondary options open, um, whether it's the workforce, the military, four-year college, or a technical school, those skills are just really essential um, in keeping those options open. Yeah, and I I was going to add that I think math has been in the past a sort of a gateway type course, unfortunately. Um, And I think there's some shifting starting to happen with that. But the idea of really truly defining what is the math knowledge kids need to have to be successful. And so by keeping their, you asked about keeping their dreams alive and those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. I always tell students the same thing. Keep pushing yourself forward. You may not feel like I'm going to use this every day, but it keeps your options to be able to pursue any aspect of a career that you might choose. So the more that they can learn and understand in any of these academic areas, the more choices they have when they when they leave our when I leave our school. Yeah, absolutely. I like the way you both put that. It's about keeping their options open. So many times when we start talking about career planning or even understanding what a career is as young as fourth grade people get worried that we're going to start pigeonholing students. But actually the opposite is true by ensuring they have strong foundational skills, academic skills, Mm -hmm. ideas for their career field. We're keeping the options open for them because maybe even have 
after high school, they go directly into a career field, but down the road, they want a management position and they find out they have to go back and, and do some extra coursework or training. We're keeping those options open for them. So even within the vein of career planning, having those solid foundational academic skills are key for them. I would agree. So then what can parents do at home to support their children developing as readers and mathematicians or even just students in general? Um, one of the things that Jen and I talked about was part of that that piece of people at home is be as positive as you can with your child about the learning experience that they're having. Encourage them to question and be curious. And you as yourself as a parent, be curious, ask questions, engage in a dialogue about what it is you're learning and why. Mm -hmm. So often we feel like we have to know everything in order to yes. help our children and yes. really they, you can learn a lot from them, mm -hmm. and that shows to them that being a lifelong learner is super important. In the area of mathematics, one of the things I know a lot of people struggle with, how do I help at home and things like that, but I always say the same thing. Ask questions. Don't try to show them everything. Mm -hmm. Have them uncover their thinking and try to make connections with them. For all kids of all ages in mathematics, play games, mm -hmm. play board games, play card games, anything you can do to increase strategic thinking and that whole idea of gameplay is a fun way to do that. So that's another great way to, to really help develop those kids at home. Yeah, absolutely. And I could just add to that a little bit. Um, I think just having one to two one to two routines that can help set them up for success. Um, I think of when my kids were a little bit younger, we had the routine of reading every night before bed. And even as middle schoolers, uh, reading chapter books together and questioning them about their thinking about the book. Um, so just you know, having a couple of routines that are kind of solid and something that you do regularly. Yeah, I mm -hmm. love that kind of that freedom to take some pressure off yourself as a parent. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have the answer. Mm -hmm. Ask them when they ask a question, ask them some questions back and work mm -hmm. through it. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, as the superintendent, I'm very fortunate. I get to visit classrooms every single week and having that chance to visit classrooms of all levels in our district is a refreshing reminder of why we do what we do. It's also been really enlightening for me because teaching and learning look very different today than it did when I began in education over 20 years ago and certainly it looks very very different than when I was a student even more years ago than that so how is what happens in the classroom today similar to when our parent our students parents were in school and how might it be different I think you know, one of the things you're still going to see students engaging in much of the same content kind of understanding that we all needed to have mm -hmm. back when we were growing up some of that is not different. You know, I remember when I was learning all this new way to teach math and all of these things, and I brought it home to show my mother, who was super excited to l learn everything I was doing. She had been a teacher. She started teaching in 1948. She retired in 1998. She taught for a span of 50 years. Yeah. And so when I was showing her all this amazing stuff I was learning, she laughed at me. And I said, well, what are you laughing at? And she said, well, that's how they taught us to teach math in the 40s. Where have you been? <laughs> so while I think sometimes we think everything is so new, it, it's just, I think part of it is we're, we're learning more and more about how students learn. Yeah. And so we're actually, it, it isn't always new. It's we're finally understanding the intention behind it. And some of those systems are starting to become stronger and put in place. 
And so it is exciting. So you're still going to see some of the same content, but, but the ideas behind true collaboration and some of those lifelong skills, we're also realizing that's not just good for out in the workforce, it's actually good for learning in general. So you're going to see kids being more active in the classroom and, and more deep thinking and more justification of their ideas and, and choices and technology and all those wonderful things that they should be able to interact with in their future careers and things as well. So a lot the same, but some difference, right? But yeah. mm -hmm. maybe it's not as different as we think it is yeah. sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. All right, so sometimes students are going to bring home homework, and this homework can take a lot of different forms. At the end of the day, what is the purpose of homework in student learning? So the purpose of homework really is to have students practice skills that have been learned in the classroom, but sometimes it's also a preview of what's coming up. Um, so a couple of key things maybe to remember with homework. Um, remember that it's it's not your homework as the parent, it's your child's homework. Um, so really work on asking questions just to have them reflect on their learning. Sometimes it's easy to just jump in and, and um, you know, ask a couple of, uh, you know, closed questions, you know, did you have a good day? Or what do you have for homework? And they'll say math, right? But ask more open-ended questions to really get them to reflect on what they're doing. Um, you know, a couple of prompts could be, show me what you're working on. Um, what do you think you should do? How are you going to complete that? Um, and then when they do, ask them if it worked. Um, ask them why or why not did it work? Um, the more that your child can do the thinking, the better. And just to kind of remember that whoever's doing the talking is doing the learning. So trying to get your child to do more of the talking and really get them to show you and reflect on what they're learning at school. Um, so yeah, just in summary, the purpose of homework is to practice and, and then maybe get a little preview of what's coming up next too. Yeah, excellent. Uh, because learning approaches might look different today than when our students' parents were in school, uh, is there any other advice uh, you can give for a parent who uh, um, is stuck or if their child needs some help with homework and they as a parent aren't quite sure how to help. Yeah, and I, I think we've kind of hammered this one point home, yeah. but I, I, I think we would both agree. Ask your child as many questions as you can yeah. first. Have them try to uncover what their thinking is. Help them to redirect. It's amazing how you can do some simple things and the child goes, oh yeah, and they start to remember for yeah. themselves, right? Yep. The other thing is obviously don't hesitate to reach out to teachers mm -hmm. in a positive way. You know, understand that productive struggle is okay, so you're not reaching out every day. But if you see some patterns of things, that's a good time to reach out to the teacher and say, you know, I, I see this pattern of struggle. How can I help? The other piece for today is there's so much wonderful information out on the Internet and, yeah. and ways that you can help. I mean, I think about our math curriculum specific to our school district of Altoona. There's, there's absolute wonderful directly connected resources for every unit. There's information that can come home for every unit, those kinds of things. So there's things schools can do as well, but that's more information that you could find just by doing a Google search on the Internet. How can I help my child at home with math? Um, and, and in any academic area, too. So. Yeah, absolutely. So um, similarly, um, when the Common Core came out, we heard math instruction referred to as new math. Having been in so many classrooms in the past 10 years, I can say that I personally wish math instruction took this format when I was a student. Um, I can appreciate how memorizing algorithms and equations is one way to solve a problem, but there, there are also several other ways to solve a problem, and different ways work better in different circumstances or 
uh, for different students. To me, that's pretty incredible and would have been really helpful to me. But the strategies might be uh, different than the ones our students and parents use. Uh, when a parent gets stuck like that, so are they able to find some things you mentioned maybe online or asking questions? Are, are there any other resources or tools you might point a parent to if they get stuck when it comes to new math? Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting you use the term new math because yeah. new math was actually a, an actual structured program that came oh. out in the 60s. Sure. And so, and it got absolutely blasted. Sure. And, and then that's why they went back to traditional math after <laughs> that. And so new math has just been the thing that's been held on for years and years that we're going to, yeah. we're going to use to yeah. rip on the common core state yeah. standards. But the first thing I mean, people need to understand those standards are just, that's the outcomes of intention yeah. that's not, not necessarily every way that you teach and more people that read those standards they go of course that's what I'd want my child to be able to do that makes sense to me yeah. so I think part of it is continuing to try to understand um, if you simply you know google the common core state standards you can find both math and ELA standards and there's lots of resources that support mm -hmm. that um, if you are somebody who's more interested in the standards themselves um, if you go to a site called achieve the core that will also help you dig into more of the intention of those standards. But the other pieces of the puzzle out there, I mean, there's there's apps out there that you can use that can show you step-by-step -step how to solve problems. Wolfram Alpha is another site out there that will show you step-by-step -step how to do certain things. There's a wealth of resources out there. Um, but for our elementary program, for those of you that are working with elementary kids at home, um, the Math Learning Center is another yeah. great site. You know, there's just so many pieces of information. And um, I'm trying to work with the teachers that making sure we're sending home those right components mm -hmm. to support any of our Altoona parents. Um, but there is definitely a wealth of information. It's just a matter of getting that information out there. Yeah, like you both mentioned, encouraging parents or whomever is at home with the child to ask them the question, maybe a question like, so what do you do at school if you get stuck? Or what do you do at school if, if you come to a problem like this? And mm -hmm. like you said, if homework's meant to be practice of something they've already learned, it might come back to them with a little bit of conversation. So That's right. great mm -hmm. advice. So you both are parents in addition to being educators. What is the single most important piece of advice you would give a fellow parent who wants to support their child as a learner? Well, I know we've already kind of talked about this, but be curious and ask open-ended questions um, of your child and what they're learning at school. Try to just set aside some time each day or each week just to intentionally check in with your child about what they're doing. And then just really listen. Try to pay attention to the amount of time you're talking versus your, when your child is talking. And, and just listen. Be curious. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I would add, as Jen stated before, establish those good learning routines at home. And be a lifelong learner yourself. It's amazing how you're, you as a role model, your kids pay attention to that. So the more you can be curious and continually learning and model that, the more they will too. That's excellent advice and, and the perfect note to wrap up on. So thank you so much for that great advice for our, our parents. Today on Educast, we've been talking to instructional coaches who are educational professionals whose roles are to support teachers and being their very best in the classroom. Michelle Parks and Jen Nelson, thank you for being here to share ideas about how parents can support teaching and learning at home. I appreciate the insights that you've shared. And as always, I continue to learn from you both every time we work together as well. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you.